You know, as an associate pastor many years ago, my day-to-day life was very different. It was less focused on the charism of administration and far more focused on evangelization, teaching, and retreats, including the Christ Renews His Parish retreat. It was important to me to make sure those who were discerned as speakers were well prepared, so I would review their talks and provide suggestions about how to wrap faith around a person's story so that retreatants could see how God truly works in our lives. There were a few go-to scripture passages I would suggest, or prayers, or quotes from theologians and the church fathers that I would recommend to a particular retreat speaker to drive a point home. For example, when somebody had a major conversion of life, that is, walking one way, and then after the conversion, walking toward the kingdom of God, leaving behind a sinful life, I would, re- I would recommend a quote from St. Augustine. In his confessions, he wrote, Late have I loved you, ever beauty, ever ancient, ever new. Late have I loved you. You were within me, you were within me, but I was outside, and it was there that I searched for you. In my unloveliness, I plunged into the lovely things which you created. You were with me, but I was not with you. Created things kept me from you. Yet if they had not been in you, they would not have been at all. You called, you shouted, you broke through my deafness, you flashed, you shone, and you dispelled my blindness. You breathed your fragrance on me, and I drew in breath. And now I pant for you. I have tasted And now I hunger and thirst for more. You touched me, and I burn for your peace. You know, pretty much every time I would read that passage to a speaker who had that major conversion, I would hear quiet, restrained sobs. And I'd look up, and almost every time there would be tears. That's it, they would say. That's exactly how I feel. And further, that's exactly how I've come to know God, that he loves me and that he came in search of me. Very powerful moments. We see a glimpse of that kind of emotion and connection in our first reading today. The book of Nehemiah is an account of the rebuilding of of Jerusalem after the Babylonian exile, which caused tremendous pain, suffering, and even death. The Babylonians conquered Judah, deporting the king, the royal family, the nobles, the warriors, and the artisans. The conquest was completed with the destruction of Jerusalem, including the temple, where most, after most Jews were deported, except the poor who stayed to till the land. And they were, when they were allowed to return, preeminent in the rebuilding was the reconstruction of the Jewish temple, the holy place where God's holy people would offer sacrifices to God. And in that process of reconstruction, a book of the law of Moses was discovered, and Ezra, a priest and scribe, gathered the remnant of the Jewish people together and recited the whole book before the assembly. And the scriptures tell us they bowed down and they wept. They wept when they heard the word of God. And after the tragedy of the Babylonian exile, they remembered an important lesson that they had lost in the busyness of their lives. They recognized the importance of fidelity to God and his word 
a special gift that had been given him them that they had taken for granted. How you could forget, I do not know, but they did just as we often do. But truly listening to the book of the law, they moved from being dispersed and divided to being united as his holy people once again. In our world today, the word of God has to compete with so many other things that claim to be the truth. And as a matter of fact, many have rejected the inspiration of the Bible, leaving us divided and a crippled as a nation. So this Sunday, known as Word of God Sunday, we are called back to the preeminent way to know truth, and that is through Scripture. It's a reminder to Catholics of what the Bible truly is. It contains all that is necessary for our salvation, and it also speaks to us about the intimate love that God has for each of us. And if we really understood that, we too would weep. For without it, we would truly struggle to know him. St. Jerome tells us that ignorance of Scripture is ignorance of Christ and who he truly is. Recently, I relayed this to a young man who wanted so much to leave a sinful pattern in his life behind for beautiful reasons, but he wanted to do it pretty much on his own. He sent an email lamenting his weaknesses and his plan to overcome them. And he used a lot of I statements. This is what I am going to do. But he never once mentioned the deep love that God has for him. Love that is outlined in the word of God. It was as if, after the great love that God had bestowed on him in Christ Jesus, that God left him alone to face the struggles and further He expected him to lose. So I instructed this young man to open his Bible and to see how many times that God expresses his love and extends his mercy. I also gave him homework to read our gospel today, that the spirit of the Lord is upon Jesus because he has been anointed to bring glad tidings to the poor, to proclaim liberty to captives and a recovery of sight to the blind and to let the oppressed Go free. His response was beautiful and succinct. That makes me feel so relieved. I need to stop depending only on myself. The Bible is our playbook for life, and it will afford us a deeper understanding of our relationship with Jesus Christ, our trusted friend and companion. And throughout the scriptures, God speaks to the new Israel, his church. He assures us of his fidelity. He challenges us when we go astray. He communicates his plan for humanity to live in communion with God and with one another. Would that we all believe these powerful facts about the word of God. Taking time each day to reflect on the word of God and praying with the scriptures will lead us to great rewards. There are plenty of ways to read the entire Bible in a year with helpful commentaries to guide us. For example, we've heard this a lot over the last couple of years. What if you replaced your music or news programs on your daily commute with the Bible in a Year podcast? It's been very popular, even amongst our parishioners who tell me, have you, have you heard about this? Yes, I have heard about this. The more time we spend with scriptures, the more time that, we, that they will become part of us, and the results will be obvious. We will begin to think as God thinks, love as God loves, and see as, as, others, as God sees others. We can also meditate on the word of God in advance of Mass, and come early, and 
prepare for Mass by reading the we- uh, weekend readings. When we connect the readings week after week, it allows us a semi-continuous reading of the most of the Bible over the course of just a few years. See how it all comes together. And as we become more deeply immersed in the scriptures, it will also change how we approach the celebration of the Mass. Remember that the liturgy makes extensive use of scripture, presenting the mysteries of our faith and helping us to more deeply encounter Jesus in the Eucharistic sacrifice. If God is a stranger to us, if Jesus is a stranger to us, if we're not so moved by those relationships, I expect that the word of God is a stranger to us. But we are here because we want a relationship and a friendship with God. And the primary way we deepen friendship in life is to spend time with the other, to get to know him and allow him to know us. And the same is true with a friendship with God. The more we spend time with his word, the more we'll become acquainted with him and his plan for us in our lives. So the message this week, this Word of God Sunday, is open your Bibles, for Jesus is waiting for you.